Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses, and decide. Is the game good by today's standards, and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what do we get into today? Today we played Metroid Zero Mission for the Game Boy Advance. Zero Mission is the story of Mega Man Zero and his mission to save Metroid from a space pterodactyl. <sighs> Come on, man. I feel like um, sometimes I listen to your intros. Yeah. I feel like I've softened up in the last couple months, but like I was, I listened to a little bit of our Super Metroid episode. Yeah. And I was clearly uh, annoyed at your intro because you hit all the tropes. You're like, Samus is a bounty hunter. He is, or Metroid is a bounty hunter and he blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I was like, Egh. and I'm starting to feel like I should ban the Jordan intros. Why? It's a, it's, <laughs> Cause this you're like, is the thing. Mega Man Zero. Like, people, on, man. people are busy, Dan, and they really only have 15, 20 seconds to get the lowdown <laughs> on a game. The vast majority, if you look at our analytics, the vast majority of people tune out right after the intro. That's not true, but... <laughs> My, I just want to be able to give them right off the bat an idea of what the game is because I think, like me, the vast majority of people have never played any of these games that we play. Yeah, on the okay, show. okay. And so yeah, I just so, want to be able to uh, okay. get them in the right frame of mind for what they're about to expect. Okay, so the the fifteen to twenty seconds that most people listen to, they turn it off after they hear <laughs> your intro and they're like, "Yeah, no, I think we're gonna move." On no, from no, this, no, and no. also I think your your assessment of like most people haven't played these games is just what? Why would they be listening to a retro gaming podcast I, if they hadn't played most of the games that we we cover? Why am I on a retro gaming podcast if I haven't even heard of half of these games? Uh, well, like I said, I've said it in the past. You just happen to be the most recent call in my phone book. Okay, all right. And all right. so I accidentally called you and was like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna trust. That whoever I call right now is going to be my co-host for yeah. my retro gaming podcast. And th- somehow, thankfully, I've just continued to say yes for three years because yep. I, I don't know how to say no. <laughs> anyway, you mentioned our Super Metroid episode, which, Dan, was episode 42. For those of you who want to go back and listen, that was actually my first ever experience playing a Metroid game. Yeah. Well, a 2D Metroid game. I, I mentioned that I, I owned Metroid Prime Hunters on like Nintendo DS when I was younger. Yeah, and you thought it was like a Mega Man game? No, 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 no. Well, that one I bought yeah. because I wanted to play Halo at home and I didn't have an Xbox and it no, had multiplayer. No, no, I'm saying in oh, the episode, the, the Super Metroid episode, you're like, I used to think Metroid was like Mega Man. Yeah, I'm well, like, yeah, and then, then I boot it up, you boot it up and it's like, oh, there's there's Mega Man Zero. It's a tall red yeah. Mega Man. Uh, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> we're playing Metroid Zero Mission. I just assumed that. Was that not Mega Man Zero? I'm just kidding. I'm not a total idiot. Uh, also, at debatable. that time, Again, that debatable. was my first Metroid game, Super <laughs> Metroid. Also, at that time, I had never played a Castlevania game. Man. And you're like, I can't believe you've never played a Metroidvania. And now I've played two Castlevania games. So I'm basically a Castlevania expert. Yes. That's and true. I've played two Metroid games. We're getting there. And, Dan, I put Metroid Dread on my birthday list. So oh. I'm about to not only be a Castlevania expert, but a Metroid expert also. Now, if somebody is very likely to get you Metroid Dread for your birthday, please make sure they buy you a physical copy so that I can share in your birthday joy. <laughs> I, I did ask for a physical copy because I know it's the kind of game I'm only going to play once and then I'm going to sell it to GameStop or oh. the internet. Uh, yeah, there you go. That'll work. Yeah. Just let me borrow it first because I don't know when I'm going to buy Metroid Dread. But people seem to like it, so which is actually, I think, 
a lot of why we're doing this episode today. Now, Metroid yeah. Dread was like, well, maybe we should do a Metroid again. We should. I've been... Um, so what, when did that episode come out? Like March or April of 2020? Or yeah. It was, well, it was, uh, it was in the midst of the early COVID days. Yeah. So I think I've, I've recently this year been like, when are we going to get back to Metroid? Yeah. It's and been so it just, a while. It just felt, it felt right to do this game now. It felt right. It was our first Game Boy Advance game that we've played for yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to bust out my old Nintendo DS Lite. Mm. Yeah. And what else about it? I think that's that's uh oh Metroid Dread. I was gonna say there is a demo on yes, I need the to Switch that. eShop if you want to play a little yeah. bit of it. So I after I finished Metroid Zero Mission, I was like I want to play some more Metroid. Yeah. And so then I downloaded the demo demo for Metroid Dread to see if I enjoyed it, and it was it was good enough for me to want to put it on my on my birthday slash Christmas list. Well, I think that this game actually some people are having the the opposite of what you just said. I just played Metroid Dread. I want to play some more Metroid. Oh yeah, because this game seems to be growing in popularity. It is. It is available on the Wii U, and I think in the last like couple of months, it's been towards the top of the uh, the download charts on the eShop. That makes Wii sense. U, so. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Jordan, we should move into some fun facts. I would love. Some, I would some, love some fun facts. Some. 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 But not a lot today. Okay. Um. Well, Metroid's not the most like fun series you know yeah. not to say that the games aren't fun but it's not like a, a bright happy fun kind of thing it's like you you are the lone uh is she a bounty hunter yeah you're she's like, the greatest bounty hunter she's the great she's basically she's batman Boba in Fett. space but, uh, okay i mean is batman a bounty no I he's guess a vigilante he's a, he's a detective okay and she goes and shoots aliens and it seems like kind of a space lonely pirates. life Space pirates. She's hunting you. space pirates, according right. to some descriptions of wikis. You're right. You're right. Um, but, like, it's sort of a lonely life. Do you ever, like, even see another good guy in any of these games? Not from what I've experienced. She's it. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I was, So I visited two wikis for this game. One of them, I th- or both of them might have been, like, space pirate shooting. Wikipedia and uh, Wikitroid, which is the, the fandom. Yeah, the fandom it's amazing how every <laughs> game franchise has its own wiki site these days yeah so you've got bulbapedia for like pokemon you've got uh what's the star wars one it's so wikipedia wikipedia thank you i was like what is it it's just slipping me it's chewbacca it's not chewbacca-pedia i was like what is happening to my brain right now um so always something clever yeah i don't know what the mario one's called mushroom mushroom wiki rio wiki rio anyway rio you visited a couple <laughs> wikis and you found you dug up some you sh- fun you shoot, facts. You shoot space pirates. That's the fun fact. <laughs> All right. Uh, of course, Metroid by mission. Uh, by mission, uh, Metroid is uh, developed and published by Mission. Um, oh. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, Nintendo, of course, no, responsible Nintendo. for the the Metroid games. Uh, this one, most territories got this one in early 2004, February of 2004, North America. Australia got it in March of 2004. Uh, Europe got it in April of 2004. Any guesses as when to Japan got it? They had to get it first, right? In May of 2004. What? And finally, Jordan, this this uh, the Wikipedia page also had a Chinese release date, which is unusual for for some of this stuff. And that actually came out in June of 2005. So man, this like one was all over the place. Yeah. I can't believe that we got this before Japan. I mean, 
I don't know. It was, I think, so I think it was a shift by this time where, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just making that up. Oh, but, just make it up. Just okay. say it with confidence. Yeah. No, I can't. I don't know. I don't know why we got this one before the Japanese uh, version of it came out, but it's just a few months. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but still. I don't know what the GBA life cycle looked like versus in the U.S. versus the rest of the world. Yeah, who knows? No, nobody. Literally, somebody literally knows. nobody. Somebody knows. Mario knows. Mario. Um, Jordan, this is a remake of the first Metroid game. Yeah, not like a straight up remake. Like they did some different stuff. No, they. It, it was like the. It was like kind of like a reimagining. Yeah, so this the remake adds items, areas, difficulty levels, mini bosses, and rewrites the story to explore Samus's past. Yeah, I saw somebody describe it as the you know if if Metroid the original Metroid was from an outside, uh, what what's the word I'm looking for an outside observer's third party. Yeah, this story in Metroid Zero Mission is kind of Samus telling the story herself, which it even yeah. like starts with her narrating the opening cut scene. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the interesting way. It's like, that's maybe why you get more detail because it's the actual person involved instead of like somebody just explaining what happened. Yeah. And is it, did, did we didn't get this much in super Metroid to be no. And that was actually one of the things that I, I said, I didn't love about super Metroid is you get a little tiny bit at the beginning and a little tiny bit at the end and no story at all yeah. in the middle. And this one, you actually had some cutscenes that pop in in the middle and it kind of, it made the whole thing flow a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Jordan, last fun fact, it was really quite barren uh, today. The The Game Boy Advance is the first console that had two Metroid games on it. Really? Oh yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. Metroid Fusion, I believe was uh, 2002, I want to say, and this was 2004. Yeah. So... Yeah, Metroid, there's not, like, I feel like this is one of those franchises, not quite as big as Zelda, but it's like, the it's it's a big franchise, but there's not a lot of fun, like, development stories or whatever. Okay, well, I was, I was going to compare it in, like, in popularity to something like Star Fox. Uh, yeah, Star Fox at that. least has some more, like, some weird twists and turns and, like, Star Fox 2 that got abandoned and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's just not I don't know. Um, they both have the same thing of, like, doing the exact same story over and over. Like Pokemon. Oh, that's it's just like, a Nintendo uh, Samus thing, is guess. landing. She lost all of her power-ups again. How did yeah. that happen? Well, well okay. I mean, we can get into spoiler territory a little bit, but she like... That was that a spoiler. It's like the no, beginning of the game. No, I'm, t- I'm trying to get into spoiler territory a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, Jordan. do I'm it. I'm trying to. Do it. Because at some point in this game, you you get back in Samus's ship and her suit like disappears. Like, So it reminded me of Iron Man when he like has his um, suit like inside of... When, Extremis. Uh, no, when when does he doesn't he do like some like biological version of the suit? So in the comics, it's called Extremis. Oh, you, so he, he they're did? like nanobots that live. Yeah, in his okay, nanobots. That's what I was. Yes. And then that we get that in Infinity War. We, Extremis in the MCU is something completely different. But in an Infin- Infinity War, he invents the nanoparticle suit, which lives in like his watch, kind of. Okay. So yeah, that's kind of the vibes I got at some point when Samus like removes her suit. She's like in her thing, in her ship, and there's like a, and her suit goes off. And so I, I, I think that there um, might be something that uh, was it X Men three, or Can't when when does it. um when does Magneto rip the iron out of somebody's blood in one of the X Men movies? Oh wow, no, he's I like, can't say I've seen that one. He's in like solitary confinement. 
Oh, and in the it's the second or third X Men movie, Mystique like plants iron in a security guard's blood so that Magneto can escape. How do you like plant iron in somebody? Like she gave them a diet rich in iron minerals. No, she like like abducts him in the bathroom or something. If you were and, gonna like, abduct him out. in the bathroom, why did okay? All right. Seems well, it's like Mystique, so I think she was like extra steps. She could have just become she that just, guy. I think she she it was a ruse. She okay. tricked him. This is now an X-Men podcast. <laughs> I think she tricked him as like a romantic interest and then All right. bamboozled I'll, him. I believe you. So na- <laughs> nanobots. Nanobots. <laughs> All that to say nanobots. <laughs> You're saying nanobots is how she keeps losing her suit at the beginning of every game? Maybe. Maybe. Who I don't knows? know. Uh, no, nobody knows for sure. I mean, nobody. Oh, you were saying it's a spoiler because at the end of the game, she loses her she suit loses again. Loses her suit. I was mentioning at the beginning her, of the game, well. of the beginning of every Metroid game, it seems from the three that I've played, and I've played like ten minutes of Dread on the demo. You always end up like, oh no, you don't have all of your power ups. Then by the end of the game, you get all your power ups back. So well, the like, suit is very strange, anyways, to me. Like the morph ball. Like how is a human? Like, how does this suit work where you can curl up into a soccer ball-sized um, human? My guess is it's like every single sci-fi thing that uses uh, shape-shifting. Um, Animorphs does this. I know that Ms. Marvel and Mr. Fantastic have similar things where when you shrink or, like, change whatever, all of your extra matter gets put into a pocket dimension. And so I'm guessing there's some sort of, like, pocket dimension... Uh, tomfoolery that's happening gotcha. when she sh- shrinks into okay. a morph ball. I don't know so that. It's not for breaking her spine every time she curls into. Um, Maybe she had surgery and they've they've replaced all of her vertebra with um, with rubber pieces. Maybe it's like a Star Fox situation where they like rip her spine out. Oh, they replace just, it with yeah. something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nintendo seems to love taking. Yeah, for those just, of you who who. Jordan enlightened us way back. I think it's episode 32 in, in Star Fox 64. How, how would, you, would you know that off the top of your head? Because it's you one of the even, videos always, that I made. Okay. I always have to go and actually versions. Like, look them up. You just had that off the top of the dome. It could be wrong. Um, I don't know. But yeah, Jordan enlightened us all of the fact that they cut off the, the Star Fox. Is, is that So the team is Star Fox. Are yeah. they the, the Star Foxes? No, I don't. I don't know. Is it ju- I'm truly they not cut, an expert. To join Star Fox, to, to be an R-wing pilot, you have to yes. have your legs cut off. Yeah, because of the the G forces would make all of the blood pool in your legs, and you'd pass out. So they just they solved that problem by just cutting off everybody's legs and giving them <laughs> robot legs. So that must be what they. Does this take place in the Star Fox universe? Um, I think it's kind of Is like Zebus a mashup. in the Lilat system. It's a mashup of Star Fox, Metroid, and Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs> Is there like a Nintendo? So maybe no, Captain there's N. Not. I'm wondering if a Nintendo universe actually exists. It does. I mean, yeah. I mean, because you have Super Smash Bros. Obviously, and you have Captain N, where yeah. you have all these different characters coming in. But I think you know, in reality, they all exist in their own games. Yeah. But also, we got. I bet you, if this Mar, if this Mario movie really takes off, we could get like a Nintendo Cinematic Universe yeah. where they eventually all cross over in some big movie. Yeah. I wonder if the planet Hyrule is somewhere floating around. The planet Maybe. Mushroom Kingdom. They actually mention a mushroom planet in the Sonic movie, and I wondered if that was like a jab at Mario. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. It, it wouldn't be uncommon. 
No. For for Sega to fire shots. They talk about how he's going to be exiled to a mushroom planet and how awful it is. Yeah, that probably that does sound yeah. awful. Anyway, right. yes. Anyway, we got to get back let's to do Metroid. Let's, yeah, let's, and her let's, adventures. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I just can't with your terrible jokes today. Anyway, well. Let's move on to what the game does well. Yes, please. Number one, the thing that I love about this game is it does all of the stuff that I loved from Super Metroid while fixing some of the stuff that I didn't love. Like I went back to that episode and I listened through to see what were some of the the complaints we had about Super Metroid um, and what were the things that this game fixed, you know. This game has all the same stuff that I loved. Like it has the great power-up system Mm -hmm. where you open up new areas. It's really generous with health and ammo, which not all retro games do those things. So it did all of that stuff that I loved from Super Metroid, but it also fixed some of the stuff. Like for example... The map and waypoint system is Mm. so much better in this game. There's no more aimless wandering or shooting at random walls to try to figure out where to go. So the map system is is definitely an improvement. Like it gives you waypoints now, but it doesn't always give you waypoints, which is a little bit of a... It gives you enough. It gives you enough, but I feel like there was one or two times in this game where I was like, I actually don't know where I'm supposed to go. Oh. There was like a little crevice that I was supposed to find. Yeah. And if you uh, if you happen to be at a point in the game where because when you you are they chozo statues is that what oh, they're yeah. called I think it's chorizo like oh, the like yeah. the sausage yeah yeah uh, the chozo statues when you the, and they're also how you refill all your health and and missiles but you I like to think of it as she turns into a morph ball and just takes a little nap there and she's yeah. just being refreshed by her her little power nap she, I mean it's certainly her childhood. Uh, friends or something. These Who? wait, what? Do you don't remember? Never mind. Her childhood <laughs> friends are the statues. This is so bleak. I already said there's no other people in this game. And did you not finish this game? I did. Like you're talking about. Like the, was was it supposed to be like the Chozo were the ones who came and like took her and like made her who she was? I mean, nobody can say for sure, but that's what it seemed to imply. It kind, yeah, <laughs> You'd, it was like a hooded character. I'm like, who? They were what's clearly happening? birds. They were birds. Are the statues birds? Yeah, they got they're oh. like bird faced. I don't know. Oh, I I thought they were. They kind of looked like um, kind of like Predator, <laughs> like from the movie Predator. <laughs> yeah, they're like birds with Predator. They always heads. say that birds of a predator stay together. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, so a lot of these these Chozo statues will put a waypoint on your map. So if you get lost, you at least know where you're trying to get to. And then you got to sort of solve the mystery. The other thing is there were so many times in Super Metroid where it's like, I literally don't know what to do. So I'm going to run around and shoot walls. And in this game, if you accidentally like shoot a wall or like bomb near a wall, the wall will turn into an icon that tells you like, okay, you need to bomb this wall or you need to missile this wall or uh, sprint past this floor or whatever so even if you couldn't open it at that point you know like okay i need to come back here once i have those power-ups and it made everything less like 
just wandering around and shooting at random walls. Yeah, well, I think that's also a feature in Super Metroid, but nonetheless, yes, you are correct, and there is way less running around randomly. They had all those icons in Super yeah, Metroid? I'm Man. pretty sure if you drop a, a, a morph ball bomb. Uh, An MBB? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can see what your what power you need to have. This is this is uh this is why you had me here for the it sure is highly Your, accurate takes. Yeah, uh, I have uh again like the 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 upgrades in this game are fun. Yeah, like, there's just something about like I don't know in the lore like why you lose your powers. Why do you have to reacquire the morph ball every time you come back to planet Zebus? Well, this whatever. is the first time, so you have an excuse for this time. Yeah, well, then well, why in Super Metroid? There's always like something happens. She crashes her ship, or she's being chased by something, and then something strips away from it. From like a gameplay perspective, it makes sense. You don't yeah, want to just course. start the game overpowered, but it is a little silly. Yeah, but that, but it's fun. It makes it it makes it fun. I was like excited when you get the morph ball jump, and then you get like the the screw attack, and you get the f- the freeze beam and and spark shine. It's like uh, a spark shine. I don't think that's like that was from Super Metroid uh, or shine spark shine spark something. I don't know. That wasn't a thing in this game. Uh, no, I'm that was from the other one. You can ledge grab in this game. It's like the, you can. Uh, it's a lot easier to do like wall jumps and stuff in this game too. I noticed. I was really bad at that in Supermetry. Maybe I just got good. Yeah, I don't know the movement in this because um, I streamed my like I think beginning playthrough of it or whatever a few minutes in and i was like this feels definitely less floaty than super metroid it f- i think it feels a lot snappier it's snappier it feels quicker yeah. i yeah i really enjoyed the way that this game controls yeah but i think the wall jumping might be a little bit easier in this one but i could be wrong because it's been a been a while but i struggled i i really had a hard time wall jumping in super metroid and i did not notice those issues in this one yeah but overall, like this game, just it's it's the upgrades are part of what make it so much fun. It's yeah. just uh, it's like I feel like every or most upgrades are like a welcome like way of controlling the game in a new and different way. That yeah, makes this game sort of the unique franchise that Metroid is. Yeah, because this isn't unique to this game. These are all, the, no. the upgrades are all very similar to what we had in Super yeah. Metroid, but uh, very cool. Yeah, it's there's just something fun about starting a game bare bones and just getting better. We like that as humans, I think. Yeah. Another thing we mentioned about Metroid Super Metroid was at that point it was the longest game we had played. I <laughs> I, I think you finished it in eight ish hours and it took me ten. Yes. And that seemed like a lot. Now just a couple episodes later we played Knights of the Old Republic and then yep. we've gone down many long games since then but at this point um most of the games we had played were us sitting on your couch and playing them and beating them in an mm-hmm. hour or two and so super metroid i felt like was too long yeah. at 10 hours especially because the vast majority of that was me wandering around being lost yeah this game clocks in i like around three to four hours yeah or three and a half four and a half hours yeah i'd say that this one was short and sweet in comparison to the slog of super metroid yeah one of the things that i also have written down is i feel pretty good about the length of the game yeah um yeah it's like i i don't know that i want to say like this is how long metroid games should be but i'm leaving this one feeling good about it well, the nice thing was you you start the game for the first time and you have an easy or a normal difficulty. And then once you beat it, you unlock hard. So say you mm-hmm. really want more, you can go play hard. You also 
unlock a version uh you unlock the original game metroid for nes so even if you finish this game and you want more you have multiple options to go and play more metroid right on this cartridge also jordan also uh come to find out from wiki trade uh there's an unlockable time attack mode as well what is like you have to like enter the a code at like the start screen you have to like i think do something with the d-pad is time attack like time attack is just it you're trying to it's it's like a I don't know. You, just, you have to beat each section in a certain amount of time. No, it it keeps an overall clock of like oh, just you're trying to improve your time. So if you're like a speedrunner, there's a time attack mode that you can also play with this. Okay, well is, if that's your thing, it's in that, there. I think it is a thing. I'm shout out to Flea on on our Discord. Shout out um, to Flea, Dan's favorite bassist, <laughs> <laughs> who is obsessed with Metroid. He uh, his thing is like he's he's a Metroid speedrunner. Yeah, that's like, yeah, they're, oh, they're, they are out there. Yeah. At least yeah. one of them. Um, <laughs> I would say that every remake should be required yeah. to include the original game in there as like a little bonus thing. There's yeah. no reason not to, especially with old 8-bit and 16-bit games where yeah. the, the files are like kilobytes or megabytes. It's like, come on, yeah. let's just, just toss that in there. So I, I like that they included that. I have it written down a, as a question mark under what the game does well. It's like a bonus unlock of the original Metroid. Now, we judge these games by today's standards. And so it's like, well, by today's standards and eh, whatever, you could play the original Metroid on your Switch. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's yeah. it's fine. It's just an extra little... It just, it's just a nice thing. If you're playing on... If you, if you want to just play on original hardware and you just want to have a portable version of the original Metroid... It's like, okay. Original hardware. Why, why not? The Metroid originally came out on the Game Boy Advance. No, I'm talking about playing Zero Mission on original hardware. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <sighs> also, played, I'm pretty sure there's a GBA version of the original Metroid, just flat out cartridge. So, yeah, well, what was it? It was, uh, whatever, they man. did they did a bunch of NES classics yes. as uh, GBA games, if yep. for some reason you The GBA to was the original NES classic. There you go. That's one way to That's look right. at it. I know that you could also, they had a lot of uh, the original NES games you could get as e-reader cards for your mm-hmm. GBA. And I think that like a huge portion of the NES catalog was available as e-reader cards to play on your GBA. But that was not a Man. very long-lived uh, no. peripheral. No. I was, I was excited. I never got to try. I didn't have an e-reader, but it was like Mario 3. Super Mario Advance had like extra levels and I was I yeah. liked that idea of having more Mario 3 levels but I never got to experience it. I'm going to put it down to share the e-reader commercial around the time when this episode comes out on our social media because that commercial is awesome. It's like all of the Nintendo characters going through a factory and it's claymation and I they're getting I like, remember that. They're getting smashed yeah. down into yeah. little cards and then packaged up into booster Goodness. packs. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of it's kind of creepy. Yes. We'll share that. Uh, Jordan, another thing that I have that the game does well, generous save rooms. There's save rooms everywhere in this. Uh, you don't like... You still have to use a save room. Which so is, what? That's, that's a, Metroidvanias, though. No, 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 no. I mean, nowadays in like Ori and the Blind Forest, I think you can like make a save point, a quick save wherever you want. But like, I like that there's... I never felt like I was uh, stressed out. It's 2021. Save. I need to be able to stop playing at any moment. Well, there's a sleep function. There is a sleep function. So, so I initially, I'll say this. I initially had that you can't freely save anywhere on my what the game does bad. Yeah. And then I took it off because it was on the GBA. There's also a sleep mode or is that just yeah. on the DS? Okay. The GBA. 
Okay. So yeah, what the do you fact mean? That it's it, a GBA game. It doesn't matter what hardware you're playing it on. It's still going to tell you like. That's fair. I don't know if they like added it in for the. What, they patched it in, bro. I don't Come know. Come on. I don't know. Anyway, sleep mode. Not every Game Boy Advance game has this, but no, it I has an option so. where you can hold yeah. the left trigger button and it'll put it into sleep mode, which essentially turns off the sound and screen and everything, but will keep your spot in the game and you yeah. have to hit LR and select or something to turn it back on. Yep. So that is a nice feature. So I took it off what the game does yeah. poorly because it's not a big deal if you can just close your, your yeah. game and come back to it. I just, I don't know, man. It's just nice, generous, generous save systems. Well, I'm save glad, rooms. I'm glad you feel that way. Um, I really enjoyed something that they added to this game that was not in the original NES game, and that is the final sequence of the game. You think Ooh. You think that you've beaten everything, <laughs> and then uh, you're attacked by space pirates again, and you oh. land on Chozodia. Those pesky space Chozo, pirates. Chozodia? Cho- chorizo. And it is like a completely different little thing. Like now so all it's of a still sudden, on the same planet, though. I'm yeah, but you're, you're on a new planet. It's like a, you're in a new area, and you've lost your suit. The nanobots have been magnetized by Magneto, and you're running around in the Zero suit, and now it's a stealth game. And it, I was yes. like, oh, no, Dan made me play another stealth game. Yeah. But it was fine. Dude. And you have to re-get your new suit, and then you go and you and you fight a, a robot pterodactyl and everything. We should good. say, uh, spoiler alert. Uh, well, why? For the we already <laughs> did. We already spoiled it. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I also have written down the ending, a.k.a. Zero Suit Samus. I was like, so I was playing this game on both my Retron and my Game Boy Advance at work on my breaks. Yeah. And I, I got to the Zero Suit segment um, at work and I was like, no way, I got to record this footage. This is awesome. <laughs> I was like, I was so, I was weirdly pumped about the Zero Suit segment because I didn't, I've never, okay. So I loaded up my save file, my original Zero Mission save file. Yeah. And it was like three hours, 55 minutes and I was, I, I, was at the mother brain fight on that save file. Yeah. So I had never knew that the zero suit mission thing oh. was, uh, yeah, I didn't know that that was like actually like a gameplay segment of yeah. a Metroid game. I mean, I've seen zero suit Samus. In, you thought it was just some weird in, like fanfic stuff that got put into. No, but Smash it's Bros. like when you get like a game over or whatever, like the suit, like, shatters into like i know oh. zero suit samus is a thing gotcha, i just didn't gotcha. know there was a a playable a significant section. chunk of gameplay that involved you controlling zero suit samus so i was like whoa this yeah is awesome. all you have is like a a phaser a stun pistol. pistol yeah that okay. charges up but you keep your energy tanks and you're trying to like avoid like tripping uh like laser beams are being seen i think they're like, like security cameras um some of them are laser beams Oh, you're right. There are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. But that whole thing, I was like, yes, I'm so glad this is this is here. Yeah, it was cool. It was a fun little detour near the end. I thought for sure after I beat Mother Brain and then escaped that that was it. Yeah. But it wasn't. You would think that was it because that's how Metroid games apparently end. Yeah. Well, I've, of the two I've played, there's always you, you defeat yes. Mother Brain and then you escape. Self-destruct mechanism. Yeah. Gotta get One of these here. times, she's going to get you. Yeah, and it, it did the same thing again, where I, I almost biffed it because the whole escape sequence after Mother Brain is all platforming, and I'm like, mm. you've got to be kidding me! And there's yeah. a timer on screen, so it makes yeah. everything so much more intense. Yeah. And I am already bad at platforming, and now I have to do it on a timer. Yeah, I made it though. I I survived. We did it. They're generous with the amount of time you get. Yeah, yeah. That zero suit. I think that 
I was already enjoying the game. It was like a Metroid game, but the one that happened, I was just like, man, this is, I'm, I'm so happy. Chef's kiss. Yes. I think is what chef's you said. Kiss. Uh, it, uh, literally I was, I, I was sitting on my break at work and I was like, chef's kiss Nintendo. Yeah. It's one of those things you don't really perform. You just say it. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like, um, instead of laughing, I've just decided to start saying LOL. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Uh, something that's not, I mean, it's also story related, uh, that I have that this game does well is I, there's a, this game does an interesting job in a couple spots of giving you like a preview of things to come. Oh, and it's like some environmental storytelling. So you'll like, uh, you gotta, the game is directing you to an area Oh yeah, that yeah, maybe yeah. your boss fight, and like so you're like, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. Like I can't do anything here, so I have to go back because I'm not doing the right thing. And then you go back, and all of a sudden, there's a giant worm that was there before that is now not there anymore. It's like dead. gets out of its shell, and you're yeah. like, wait a minute, I can see the area that I just got stuck. Now that worm is gone. Like what happened? And then you go fight the worm or whatever, or like in the the space pirate ship. You like see an energy, uh, you, you see one of the upgrades that you get on the space pirate ship. Yeah, but you can't reach it. You can't reach it. So then you go up and around, it's on a pedestal, and then you go up and around, it's gone. And it's then gone. you see they one of the space it. pirates carrying it somewhere. And you're not, like, they're kind of like, uh, they're not really running away. They're more shambling away. Okay, I mean, whatever. No, you didn't say. I was just saying. I was just trying to give yeah. everybody a picture oh, of how this yes. is working. Yes. Um, and so it was like those moments of like just little things where it sort of was giving you a preview or doing filling out the story a little bit or making the world feel more alive visual storytelling i liked that a lot it made me uh a little more immersed in the the world of of metroid yeah we we talked a lot about the atmospheric stuff in the in the super metroid episode and how we liked how the music and the the backgrounds and everything worked together to really make you feel like you're in a you know, you you are a space bounty hunter trying to like pull through these creepy yeah. corridors and stuff. I even saw somebody say that you should play this game with the lights off mm. because it just really immerses you. In it. <laughs> all right. Um, so yeah, maybe try that. Maybe, maybe that is a. Uh, that's about all I think I have, Jordan, for the game does well. Same. That's it for me too. All right. Let's move on to what the game doesn't do so well. had two things that I had in what the game doesn't do well and then by and like I, that I wrote down as I was playing the game and yeah. then by the end of the game I redacted those things I went by retracted rather because uh, you can still see what they are I originally had that you can't fully really save anywhere and then I was oh it's not a big deal because yeah. you can put the the thing to sleep and early on in the game I put backtracking because I always hate backtracking in a game because like oh we're about to have another Castlevania situation yeah and then that quickly oh. became not a thing because they started giving you waypoints and you realize I'm not really going back to the same areas all that much unless you're doing a lot of secret hunting. Yeah. And so I also retracted. Which you didn't do. 
No. <laughs> well, okay. So the game finishes and it gives you a percentage based on how many of the secret stuff you found, like all of the the missile upgrades and power tanks and all that stuff. Yeah. And I I had 48%, which yeah. is fine. I beat the game. It was cool. Dan had 58% and now which he's is way more. It's 10%. Wait, uh n- n- not if you do if so, okay. It's 10% and now he's lording it over me like Relative- he, <laughs> like he 100% in this game or something. Relatively speaking, it's way more. 58% <laughs> is failing. So like I don't know <laughs> that what is 48. 48 is also failing, but nobody cares on it. If you fail the class, nobody cares if you got a 58 or a 48. They This isn't a failing. class. I know, I'm just saying like don't lord it over me. You also <laughs> failed apparently. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, good, so the good. two things that I wrote down, I retracted, and I literally don't have anything. I went, around, I even went around on the internet and tried to find out like what what's wrong with this game. Jordan, so this and is this something is, you guys don't know about Jordan is he actually goes on to the internet when he finishes a game. He's like, "What didn't this game do well?" well that's how he makes his notes. No, I literally he doesn't finish the game. He I, actually just finds Reddit threads. I usually have lots of things. <laughs> There's usually lots of things like that I just like I don't like this about the game and I write it down as I'm playing yeah I got to the end of this one and the two things I had written down I didn't really agree with anymore so I was like well there's got to be something maybe I'm missing something yeah and the thing that unanimously everybody says the problem with this game is that it's too easy and that's stupid I don't have a problem with that <laughs> I the the difficulty level of a game is not something wrong with it especially when there's three mm. difficulty levels and yeah. uh, you know choose your own whatever you want to encounter yeah so I, I don't agree with that. I'm perfectly fine just playing through a game and not banging my head against the wall. Yeah, I played it on normal. And um, the I think in hard, they just do the enemies do more damage and the upgrades give you less quantity. Okay. Um, so like the energy tank will give you like 50 health instead of 100. Okay. And all that stuff. Um, but no, this for, for me, Metroid isn't necessarily about uh overcoming a hard challenging retro game it's more about the exploration and upgrades yeah. and sort of uh progressing through the yeah thing, it's, finding it's, new ways yeah. to go to places that were locked previously so see video yeah. games one of the things that nintendo is incredible at usually is understanding fun like a video game is supposed to be fun yeah, and yeah, yeah. This is Zero Mission was fun. It wasn't like they didn't have a lot of moments where I'm like, this is not fun. Video games shouldn't be a job where like if you have to grind for hours and hours and hours to have fun, that's not fun. That's a job. Uh, if you have to, you Unless know. Unless you find grinding fun. No, that's the thing though. It's not actually fun. <laughs> you finally beat it and you get this little hit of dopamine in your brain. Your yeah. brain's like, I like that. And it's like, well, you could have liked that four hours ago. <laughs> It's a fine balance between challenge and fun and reward, but yes, it's a balance that retro games often struggled with. Yes, you not usually because of any fault of the developers, but because they wanted to make things artificially hard to keep people from just renting a game and beating it, which is the fault of the developers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not saying that they. It was, <laughs> what I mean is. The games aren't hard because the developers were bad. The games are hard because there was a financial incentive for the games to be hard. And we Fair eventually, enough. by this point, when this game came out, like it was already, you know, rental places were declining. It wasn't like it was in the 90s. And so there wasn't as much of an incentive to make things obnoxiously hard for the sake of protecting the bottom line. Yeah. Uh, but Jordan, I do have a couple of points that this game. I'm glad. I'm glad because I so well. Yeah. Let's but hear them. I would love to. I, I don't like saying to, the game is perfect or anything. Yeah, let's pick these nits. 
All right. Uh, the first, the, really, the only one that's like uh, mother brain fight. Yeah. I just okay. So I I failed it miserably the first time. Yeah. I tried it. It's same. I also. It's did. like what three cannons shooting like bullets and these like floating circle orbs knocking you into lava while you're trying to avoid brain beams being shot at you and it's not really easy to get out of the lava and no. there's also these little uh, things yeah. that are coming down and little attacking cannons. you yeah so it's just like it's not an easy fight no so i think i had saved right before there i, I failed it yeah. and then i had to come back to it later and then the next time i loaded it up i had like a not that hard time with it i was like what i don't know if the rhythm that i just happened to find um was like just the stars aligned for the fight to be easier. Yeah. Because that was when I was at work and I was like, Oh, I want to record the segment of the beating mother brain and the zero yeah, yeah. transition. So I was like, I'm not saving the game. So I went back and played it a third time and it was super hard again. And oh. I was like, what? And I almost died. And then I was like, I'm cheating on the retron. Like, I don't care. I'm doing unlimited health. I'm not replaying this mother brain fight that I already beat Yeah, again for the sake of recording footage. I was like, no, I'm not doing it. So the third time I had a really hard time, but I just cheated to, because I had already beaten it legitimately. So like, it, it it took me two or three times to beat Mother Brain. It's it's very similar to the Mother Brain fight in Super Metroid, which was also difficult. Yeah. But so I failed it either one or two times, and then I went out, found some more upgrades, got some more health thingies, and got more missiles and all that. Came back and was able to beat it. So okay. there's probably some aspect that it's the pattern that it gets locked into and yeah. if you just start getting blasted. Once you fall into the lava and are getting yeah. hit, you can't really get out. It's, like, yeah, it's, you can, it's hard. but you're kind of screwed at that point. So I, I, it could have been some part of the pattern. It could have been because I went and got more upgrades. But either way, I was able to get past it on my second or third try without a ton yeah. of issues. So you went in with like less than 48% upgrades. Well, Mother Brain is not the end. No, but to get all those other upgrades... There weren't that many upgrades in the uh, the zero mission set. Or zero yeah, so maybe segment, so. maybe I did. I know that there's there's some aspect of this game where the more percentage you have completed, the harder the final bosses are. So I don't know if that plays a role in it either. Somebody mentioned that on our Discord that if you fight Ridley at the end and you have like a hundred percent completion, that he gets like extra weapons and stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. No. I don't know about that. Uh, Jordan, last point. And I think I said this in the Super Metro episode. You can you can tell me if I did or not. Uh, I had a blast being fully powered up with the... the you get the final suit yeah. in the Space Pirate Temple. But you it's like over after a few minutes. You get this amazing suit where you can finally like unlimited... It's not technically double jumping, but the space jump that which lets you yeah. jump forever in the air. Um, and so like the game just completely you're just annihilating everything and moving freely and having a blast moving around this game. Yeah. And then it's like, I don't know, like 20 minutes, maybe maybe less than 30 minutes. Yeah. That you have this. The, it's like, you oh, did have man. the same, you had that same issue with super Metroid. Yeah. And when you beat the game, it reloads before the last battle. So yeah. I don't know if you can actually like go back and go into the previous part of the game and like try to unlock like stuff you that can. you missed or something. I don't know. But I think that's kind of the point, right? You you finally work the whole game to level up and get like the best stuff, and then here you go. Now you're gonna fight the final boss. Yeah, I mean, sure, but it's like I just give me like an hour 
of just an like hour. The game is fun. like three and a half, four hours. I know, but I'm saying in general, like I had the same issue. And, and Super Metroid, granted, I yeah. was trying to finish the game. I probably could have explored the whole world to find more secrets. But it's just like, oh, man, this is a lot of fun. And now you're only giving me a little bit of a lot of fun. There's also the kind of thing, though, too, like where once you're fully leveled up, stuff eventually stops being fun because there's less challenge. It's like yeah. why you don't want to go in and put in all the, the cheat codes right at the beginning because then you like lose the leveling up aspect yeah. of it. So, so there there is some of that, too. Like how, would it, how fun would it have been if you played half the game like that? Well, it was extra fun because as Zero Suit Samus, you're so brittle. Uh, you are, yeah. Like you take so much damage from all of the enemies, and it's always a pain whenever they uh, they're in a, an alarmed state. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's kind of like Metal Gear Solid, where kind like, of, yeah. That you like the when the alarm goes off, all the enemies are attacking you. You got to find somewhere to hide, and then once they can't find you, everything goes back to normal. Yeah, and then you get this suit, and you're just like wrecking everything, and it's like it's it feels extra good. I think it's because Dan. they made it feel so bad, Dan. Yes. Metroid Gear Solid. Didn't I say something like that? I don't know, but that's great. That's what we should call that last section. Metroid Gear Solid. Didn't we call Metroid? Did we? I think we made that joke in the Metal Gear Solid episode. I don't know. I already erased that one from my brain. Metal Gear Vania or something or Metroid. I don't know. I think oh, with I, the amount I of swear, backtracking you had to do in Metal no, Gear No, I think Solid. it was with the upgrades and I don't know. Maybe. I, I feel like you maybe just you said re- it in your resurrected head. a joke from like a month ago. Sure. Doesn't matter. Not me. Uh, I Jordan, only I only bring fresh content. I never only, bring yes. old takes or old jokes or terrible tropes. Never. Seven billion sold on the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> uh, Jordan, I'm all done. I'm, Same. That's it. Yeah, that's right. it. Let's move on to the rest of our show. you had with metroid zero mission uh i feel pretty good about this one i had a good time i enjoy handheld games a lot Mm -hmm. i have no shame in coming in i said so for super metroid i said 15 to 20 dollars probably okay and a big part of that was because that was saying like a boxed version because it looks so cool it looks so cool this one looks less cool i'm saying just purely based on gameplay alone I would go $15 on this one. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot for you. It is a lot for me. That's awesome. Sounds like you had a really great time. I did. I had I had a great time with it. It was fun. Now, do you think if the game was have been twice as long, would you have said less? Probably because it was it was a good amount. I, I didn't want twice as much of yeah, it. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, it's like a good meal, right? Yeah, You're yeah, just yeah. Like, I'm, I'm good. I'm happy, which yes. makes me... Like eating pizza is good eating a whole pizza is also is, good it's less good though no, because then i feel no. i feel sick and i feel shame and well then you're I'm not eating a whole pizza gonna, nearly as often as you should the next day i'm gonna have a uh, toilet time <laughs> so yeah, it's less snake. good it's less good yeah solid exactly. snake and liquid snake <laughs> <laughs> to resurrect another joke moving from. on <laughs> Oh man. 
the otaku convention they're gonna have a sniper wolf and the liquid snake toilet time <laughs> i'm not participating in this conversation uh jordan i have no idea um where i'm at i didn't even just say the first number that comes into your head 25 dollars. there you go see that wasn't hard um so i don't uh, but oh, i have some things to say in a second um i think because of the the uh the way that this this game is has gone okay um gone the way but i think i'm saying 25 i i will caveat that with 25 to 35 um okay. somewhere in that range all right because like i don't know just saying something off the the top of my head i'm like yeah 25 but i feel like i wouldn't be mad if i spent 30 dollars 35 dollars on this game um cuz it's it's i'm i mean it's been a while since i played super metroid but i might have had a better time with this than super metroid oh i did for sure i think so i think the shorter length helps it out uh the zero suit segment was really cool it's like 10 years um, newer so they refined a bunch of stuff yeah it's uh it's a it's a good looking game well um, yeah i mean they even reused we didn't mention this but it reused some assets from super metroid and metroid fusion okay yeah that makes sense i to- i i fired up metroid fusion a tiny bit um to for whatever uh there's like link cable support where you can unlock a gallery from oh. metroid fusion inside of metroid zero mission that's what everybody wants so i was Galleries. thinking i was thinking i maybe that's why i fired up fusion and played it for like a minute i was like oh these doors look like they do on the space pirate ship and there i was go. like what is happening in metroid fusion i want to play this game um i just completely lost my train of thought third 35 dollars is not unreasonable no, well, I mean for, for you. For me. Um yeah. Sounds good. What do you think uh what do you think what do you think? What do you think? Um what do I you think? I think it's it's significantly more than that. It's Metroid. Uh the new one just came out and there isn't a good way to play it unless you have a Wii U, which I do. But which most do. people don't. Very few people do. And uh, yeah, so I'm gonna guess that it's it's crazy high. I'm gonna say it's more than a current modern AAA game. Yeah. Uh, Keep going. You're that you're headed all in the right. I'm These are say, all sound logic. I'm gonna Jordan. say seventy five dollars because it just seems ridiculous enough to happen. I truly wish that that was right. Oh no. I truly wish, Jordan. Um, so back in February of this year yeah according to pricecharting.com which is a wonderful website which tracks the historical prices back to like 2007 or 8 yeah back in february of this year this game was going for like 40 dollars. oh wow and it had been for like i don't know all of 2020 or whatever in the 30 to 40 dollar range okay and uh so jordan in this the last time i looked at this before we played it it had gone up to like $90. So June 15th was the day that Nintendo announced Metroid Dread. Okay. And I'm guessing that that was the inflection point when things just skyrocketed. Probably. Probably. This game is going for $115 on price charting now. That's that's stupid. In like, the span of like less than a year, this thing has like tripled in price almost. That's literally one hundred dollars more than I would pay for it. It's that is 
it hurts my soul because it's like one of those things where it's like, hey, you know, it's always been a great game, Metroid Zero Mission. But you know what's great? If you could actually buy a Wii U and this game for probably less for than probably that. less than <laughs> <laughs> you it's could eight, all- what's it eight dollars on the Wii U eShop? I think it's yes, $7.99. It, is, it is eight dollars on the Wii U eShop. Uh, you can also get other overpriced GBA games for eight dollars on the Wii U, like Minish Cap. You can buy DS games on there. I was like going through it the other day. I was like, there's some really good stuff on here, and it's all- yeah, it's it's interesting for how much crap Nintendo gets for their virtual console slash the whatever it's called Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah. Uh, it's funny how bad that is in comparison to the amount of stuff that was available on the Wii U eShop. So it's... Uh, well, yeah. it was gone too soon. Gone we'll, too we'll, soon. We'll say that. It, it was it was heading in the, the a great direction. It seemed like when I was looking through the Wii U virtual console, I was like, they're hitting all of the the rare collectible like like a lot of the games if you look at the more expensive games on price charting um i think like pocky and rocky and debbie or something is one of them (laughs) that's a video game i think so like there's like a bunch of random ones that i didn't know were a thing and i was like oh these are because i think i've been in gba mode lately yeah just in my head and so I was like looking through price charting at the GBA games, just like what's a rare GBA game. And then I was looking at the Wii U eShop after that. And I was like, oh, this game is one of the expensive. There's like a ton of the, oh, this was expensive. Oh, this was expensive. Oh. So it yeah. seemed like they were targeting collectors with the virtual console or just covering their bases with, you know, giving us the opportunity to, 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 to play these games. Um, so, anyways, the Wii U eShop is a, is a there's a lot of, a lot of good stuff on there. So it looks like Check you can it out pick up go away. Yeah, you can pick up a Wii U for about 150 bucks. So okay. not much more than this one game. E, well, and the the rumor seems to be floating around that yeah. Wii U may or may not be collectible in the future. Although it doesn't seem, looking at the prices again on price charting, it doesn't seem like it's gone crazy yet. No, not yet. There was only 13 and a half million sold. So, like, if you want to get in on a, a, a console that's going to be rare, which is the only the reason. The Sega Saturn of the modern era. The only reason <laughs> I still, well, not the only reason. I own a Wii U because um, my students love to play Smash Bros. and Mario Kart, and it is now my uh, Smash Bros. and Mario Kart machine that I let my students play. Because your Switch is not that know. my switch is my switch dan oh we actually do have a we have a switch um that they can use but i don't bring mine oh. um yeah so it's it's worthless at 115 dollars, <laughs> no chance yeah, like yeah. wait for I, when you started saying the rumors the rumors that the switch online is going to have game boy and game boy advance games imminently supposedly there is oh, if you look at the internal on, documentation nes is zero zero one the Super Nintendo Online is 002. The new N64 that just came out and the Sega are like uh, like five and six or something. So like whatever it is, three and four have not been accounted for. And there was all these rumors about Game Boy and Game Boy Advance coming. Oh. And so hopefully, hopefully soon, hopefully this is on there and you can just play it Man. with your pre-existing uh, subscription. Please. 
please. I've, yeah, it would make the whole N64 $50 thing way more palatable if we had also gotten Game Boy and Game Boy Advance yeah. thrown in there. No one cares about the Sega stuff because you can already buy that for so much cheaper on the Switch yeah, eShop. It's true. And Jordan, the uh, the outlook for the other versions of this game aren't much prettier. The Japanese version uh, is $91 and the PAL version is $118. Yeah, so like so three dollars more than North American. They're so. all way up there. Yeah, they're all just insane, which is just like soul crushing when it's like this has always been a great game and everybody forgot about it until like six June fifteenth. <laughs> Come on, guys. <sighs> yeah, so gotta say worthless just based yes. on the again similar to Supernatural. Gotta on say principle. worthless based on the principle. Yeah, you do not pay one hundred fifteen dollars for a Game Boy Advance game. I'm sorry, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I feel like I picked this one up back in like some obscure eBay listing in like 2007 where it was like complete in box for less than $20 and now it's one of the most valuable things on my price charting. There you go. If you have a time machine, go back (laughs) and snipe Dan's eBay thing before he could get it. Well, it was one of those rare eBay occurrences where like just nobody else was paying any attention and I was expecting it to go for way more than it did. Yeah. And I was like, nice. Good, good, good. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan, do we, uh, do we have any trivia? Today? We got a trivia here. All right, Dan. At the end of the game, you fight a mechanized version of the space pirate Ridley. Fans of the game referred to this boss as Mecha Ridley, but that name would not be officially recognized by Nintendo until 14 years later mm. with his inclusion in Smash Bros. Ultimate. Okay. What was that boss's actual official name given by Nintendo in documentation about this game? Okay. Was it A, Robo Ridley, B, Ridley Robot, or C, Metal Ridley? Hmm. Mm, none of those sound very good. No, they're, well, that's why. That's why everybody just decided to call him Mecha Ridley, which sounds way cooler. So you have Robo. Robo Rid- Ridley. Robo Ridley. Ridley Robot. Ridley Robot. Or Metal Ridley. Metal Ridley. Um, I feel like B is... is <laughs> because it's the worst possible one? It's, well, no, because it just... So Robo Ridley doesn't sound like a thing that that sounds like a thing you made up. <laughs> Robo Ridley sounds worse than Ridley not, Robot. They both sound bad. And yeah, then they and do. then Metal Ridley just doesn't sound like a thing. I feel like Robo Ridley actually isn't terrible. It's I mean <sighs> All that to say, you're correct. It's yes. B. It's Ridley Robot is actually what they called that thing. Wow. And uh, everybody else was like, no, that's dumb. I guess like just basic Ridley is meta Ridley. Okay. And so then mecha Ridley. Ridley is the meta. That's what I, it's number, yeah, yeah. the when character, you, the smash meta is Ridley. Yeah, I agree. I agree. When, you, when you're looking at uh, the best Metroids, he is. <laughs> what is Mother Brain? Mother Brain is a space pirate. No. What, what, how is this Mother Brain controlling all of these giant pterodactyls and, and lizards. Well, it makes you think that they are being uh, controlled and not just part of the con- conglomerate by their own free will. They're ge- they're her generals, I think. Yeah, that doesn't mean she's controlling them. Well, not literally, but maybe. I don't know. Why would you listen to a giant brain in a jar? Why would you listen to a space pterodactyl? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Why, did, why does anybody get listened to? She probably had the most money and influence. But wh- how, though? That's the thing. She's a brain in a jar, and in the, the super version of this game, 
Later on, she has a giant dinosaur body, which would I guess would make her more threatening than she would be in just the jar. You got to think about Kraid is a fat Godzilla. You have Ridley, who is like having an identity crisis and trying to create a robot version of himself. Yeah. Like, who else is going to be in charge of this crew? They're all, they're all, like, you could make that argument for any of them. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. This is all very confusing and concerning. It is. This doesn't sound like a children's video game at all. Was Is it a children's video game? That's Nintendo. So. Oh, so, oh, oh. Yeah. So by nature, it's by nature, for children. it has to be gotcha. for children. Nintendo okay. does not make games for adults. Well, congratulations, Dan. You thank you. You thank ferreted you. out the correct answer. Ridley Robot is was what it was supposed to be called. Great job, Dan. Great We're job, all Dan. Very proud of you, uh, Jordan. We got a bounty. We do have uh, a bounty. November bounty. Our November bounty. We are giving away twenty dollars eShop cash twenty card digital thing so you can buy some games you could buy some games with that all you have to do is let us know what is your favorite licensed comic book game what's your favorite licensed comic book game uh and yeah that's all you gotta do let us know you'll be added to the list and you could win that prize at the end of the month when we do our drawing all you have to do to enter is send us a direct message on social media you can find us on twitter instagram and facebook at w-i-o-w podcast you can also send us an email at worth it or worthless podcast at gmail.com you're also more than welcome to message dan or myself directly on our discord where if you participate in discord you can earn additional bonus entries just by participating and chatting in our community there you do have to submit an official entry via dm to be uh to get those bonus entries though so don't forget Mm -hmm. to do that let Mm -hmm. us know what your favorite licensed video game uh licensed comic Comic book video video game game is is, and uh yeah you could win twenty dollars on the nintendo eShop. uh north american code yes uh the the we that doesn't exclude our international friends though because you can make a north american account on your uh switch yeah, this this bounty also ends November 30th. I'm trying to think of the things that we sometimes forget to say. <laughs> yes, it ends at the end of the month. And if yes. you have any questions about any of this stuff, you can find all DM. of, well, you can send us a DM or yeah. you can find all of the giveaway information in the description of the podcast. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Jordan, we have uh, an Okami winter for our Metal Gear Swaglid giveaway as well. <laughs> Those were almost words. And yes, we do have a winner for our Metal Gear Solid Swag giveaway. And our winner is Def. So congratulations, Def. We will uh, get your swag to you. (laughs) That one was, we were asking, what was your your favorite favorite weird mechanic in a video game? Mm -hmm. And we we got some weird ones. But Def's favorite weird mechanic was the cape from Super Mario World. And it's amazing that all the things Mario can do with a cloth wrapped around his neck. Yeah. Well, all everything in Mario's world is kind of weird, I think. Yeah, but all of a sudden he can fly. I guess, you know, picking up a fire flower, he can throw fireballs. That's kind of weird. But the whole, like, just star, put on a cape and now he can fly. The star makes him invincible. Um, Don't cape think, makes just, him fly. Don't think about it too much, I guess. Right? <laughs> it's all magic at that point. Yeah, well, the whole thing seems magic. I liked I liked the gritty realistic take of the Super Mario Brothers movie. Did you? How it brought it down to reality of Dino Hatton. Dino Hatton. Dino yeah. Hatton. So there you go. If you would like to be this month's winner, make sure you get that bounty entry in and uh, we could be reading off your name and your favorite licensed comic book video game in an episode next month. 
Um, Jordan, next episode, uh, in honor of you complaining for the last, like, I don't know, 18 months that I never let you, never let you pick games. Uh, I, I have finally crumbled. Yeah. Uh, in my resolve to, to keep you hungry. Um, which yeah. just for, for what it's worth, everybody, Jordan almost never is like, Hey, can we play a, this game? He never, no. he never asks. So when he plays this, this thing, well, Dan never lets me pick games for a podcast. Well, this is the thing. I think um, you asked me one time if I want to pick a game and then you overrode it and we, you just picked the games anyway. That so wasn't, no, no, no. I just, I've just, after three years, I feel like I'm at the point where I can handle the responsibility. October of last year, I was like, let's celebrate Jordan. And then you're like, remember how last year you let me pick games for my birthday? I was like, remember how I didn't? Wait, what games did I pick? Uh, I don't know. What did we cover in October of last year? And then it was Halloween. So I was like, do you want to do a, a spooky game for our Oh, Halloween that's what episode? it was. That's what it was. Yeah, you were. I didn't override it. I was just you like, were gonna maybe, let me maybe we do a month. spooky game. Didn't we do Gunstar Heroes? Or no, that was November, I think. No, I don't remember. Hey, expert getting... with the, the phone who's able to like Moral, find episodes. The moral of the story is Dan has had iron grip on uh, our episodes and he's finally relented. And I'm, I'm going to get to pick some episodes for December. Well, the like mortal, pick the mortal of the combat. I'm going to pick an episode, and then we're going to put up our second episode for a vote, where you can vote on that if you are one of our Patreon subscribers, which we just launched yes. this month. Actually, yeah. just a couple weeks ago, when you hear this, our Patreon has launched, and uh, it's pretty cool. You get episodes early. Every month, you'll get a bonus episode where we will tackle some sort of uh, wacky topic that we wouldn't otherwise cover on the show. You're talking about Super Worth It or Worthless All-Stars Deluxe, a retro game podcast you? That's exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) You could get great content like that where it'll feature Dan and sometimes me, sometimes other people. And in our first episode, it's me, Dan, and our friend. And we are trying to figure out what is the greatest retro gaming franchise not franchise series series of all time we come up with the top 10 list and then we narrow it down to the top three and we and sure did there are <laughs> some opinions i some think some of the hottest takes you've ever heard in the history of worth it or i Plus. came up with some incredible choices for uh, that yep. list and you can listen to dan die inside as yep. the top 10 gets whittled down to a top seven <laughs> 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 so if you want to check that out, all you have to do is uh, join us on Patreon and help support yeah. the show, and you can get some great content, get early content, and you can help us vote on episodes. One of the things that Jordan mentioned in that episode is our next episode, which I still don't think we've said. Rampart is our next episode. Yeah, ramp, not Rampage, not no. Rampage, but Rampart, which is a phenomenal arcade game that it's was okay. ported to a whole bunch of systems, <laughs> and Dan is going to get to experience why it's such a great game. This is I, not a game that I, I played. I hope you sell me on it, really. Oh, he's going to be sold, people. And so are you. If you're like, what's Rampart? Um, tune in in two yeah. weeks because it is a good one. It is it is slept on. Yeah. And we need to fix that. This is a game that we should be selling for 115 Oh, yeah? I'm is just that, kidding. Hopefully not. That's not what we're trying to do. We're not trying to inflate prices on the show. We're trying yeah. to bring in some bruises <laughs> of reason. But it's a nice little gem that you probably haven't played, and maybe you should. Yeah. And back on the Patreon tip a little bit more jordan we did the greatest retro gaming series of all time we did Do you know what we're doing for the next episode oh so for december our bonus patreon episode for that super long podcast name that dan said previously is going to be what Dan? you know what people us. you know what i enjoy as a gamer what the the uh the arbitrary game of the year awards yeah oh game of the year game of the there's year. so game many of the year is fun of them that so, every game is the game of the year in someone's eyes <laughs> 
So I just, it, like lightning struck me at work this week. I was like, what if we do a retro game of the year? Yes. And then I was like, what does that mean? I don't know. Let's do a podcast about it. <laughs> yes. So one of the best things about the the bonus show is that Dan will come up with an idea and then myself or the other guests will impose uh, ridiculous uh, rules onto it <laughs> to uh, frustrate Dan and maybe, to make maybe. his thing different. We'll so see. We'll see. You'll you'll hear all about that in the, yeah. the bonus Patreon episode. We hope that you'll you'll check it out and uh, yeah, those it listen. should be fun. It should be fun. Check us out. Uh, the link to the Patreon will, of course, be in the description of this podcast, or you can just search for Worth It or Worthless. I think it's patreon.com slash Worth It or Worthless. Could be wrong, but... Use the search feature. You'll find us. that difficult to find. Um, Jordan, we uh, we still need to schedule our Metal Gear Solid Boss Fight Book Club. Yes. Um, that's going to be coming up soon. Uh, maybe, date- maybe as you're getting older, you're saying, I like video games, but I, you know... Reading a, reading a book is yeah. nice, you know. Reading yeah. reading a nice book. What if you read a book about video games? What if you did? And then discussed it with some friends. That sounds like a great idea. Sounds like a great idea. You can do that with our with our book club that we're yes. we're, we're gonna do. Yeah, I don't know when we'll figure it out. Uh, tomorrow, as we're recording this, is our extra live stream. So we I've, I just haven't been able to think about when are we gonna do that book club. Thing? If you're listening to this, you missed it, or you were there yeah. and now you're remembering it in retrospect. Yes, retro. I like that. That's that sounds appropriate. <laughs> um, they share they share the same root word so uh jordan i think that's all i have yeah I same I think, I think we did it we did it i think we completed the zero mission we'll be back in a couple weeks with uh with another new episode i'm taking the reins from dan maybe i'll let dan write an intro i think that's what we'll do see you next gonna, yeah we're gonna let dan write an intro it's we're gonna flip things on its head and uh join us in a couple weeks for maybe total domination of Jordan taking over the podcast. We should switch. Like we should pretend like yeah. you're Dan and I'm Jordan. And then we should try to, uh, we should, uh, like Halloween. I'll pretend like I'm you. I'll try to say no, the things no, that no, I'll no. say the things that no. you would say. And then you can pretend to be me and you can say the things Dan, that I would say. Listen, and then you can do your impression of Dan, which sounds like this. When you try, when you try to be somebody else, Dan, you, you, you know, you're always going to be, uh, a pale comparison. You can be the best version of Dan, and that's all you can be. You can be a really, really poor version of me, but you can always be the best version of you. Well, there's no, I don't know. This I was thinking about a name thing again. Jordan, Dan. I'm half. I'm half you already. You are half of me. Well, mostly just in height. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's another joke from the Patreon show that you that you haven't heard if you if you aren't part of the Patreon. So go check out that bonus episode and you'll understand these jokes. All right, let's crash this plane. Let's do it. Uh, crash this plane. <laughs> See you in a couple weeks. Hopefully, uh, Jordan music segment. Uh, Samus and Chill came out recently. Yeah, perfect like a timing. Month ago, I think it aligned, the stars aligned with Metroid Dread, and they were like, "What if we released a pretty good lo-fi album?" of metroid Probably music for the same reason that we are covering this game because you know Probably. synergy why would you why would vertical you integration now when i was first listening to samus and chill i was like i don't recognize any of this but now that i've listened to it several times i'm, I'm starting to be <laughs> well that's the thing about metroid is it it doesn't have like an oh like a there's no like iconic hook it's not melody. like super mario brothers where everybody you know knows what that song that that game sounds like 
because it's just like oh the the famous yes. Mario melody yes yeah. well, I'm over here trying to uh, rickroll everybody and do it Star Wars all right <laughs> uh it's, it's good check out Samus and chill we're gonna the music segment today theme of Samus the theme of Samus. The theme of Samus, which is apparently Samus's theme that I couldn't tell you if it's from all of the games or none of them, but I like it now. The further this podcast goes on, the more of a Metroid expert Dan will become. That's but you got to bear with us That's in these true. early Metroid episodes. So this is a theme of Samus by Tune In with Chewy off of Samus and Chill. I hope you guys like it and check out the album because it's good. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next time. All right. Bye.